hello and welcome everyone. Hello and welcome uh, fellow weirdos and wildlings and seekers and journeyers and welcome to this uh, semi-panicked uh, trying of things, things that are familiar and yet new at the same time. So I am also recording the 52nd episode of Pennies in the Well, which is a podcast that I started a very long time ago when podcasting back in the days when podcasting was actually relatively new. Uh, And unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to really engage with it for, well, probably several pandemics worth of time, because, you know, time pandemic is a unit of time now from a certain point of view yeah uh so it's a little hard sometimes kind of coming out being uh heard and in this case seen so to orient both sides of this crazy insanity moment that is happening for those who are listening per usual uh fyi this is actually being recorded with video uh straight onto a live stream with youtube which is how i think i'm going to try and get back into podcasting uh and then for the youtube side and the video side of things for anyone who's new to me new to this um, exploratory crazy insanity that is my way of approaching things uh Yeah, so I've also been doing a podcast, or I used to do it for years, and it's over there, and it was all audio, which was kind of great, because, you know, I could do whatever, Uh, no one saw me, and now I am video recording this, and it's a little intimidating, not gonna lie, which happens to be my preferred phrase, apparently, of the month, do you, uh, I don't know if you get those as well, but I tend to pick them up, and the current one is that, so... Sometimes we just have to step out and engage with our intentions and uh, yeah, this is a jumping off of the the high dive. Just do it. Close the eyes, leap and go. Right. So when I was thinking about this and exploring this idea of moving back into podcasting and how to do it realistically efficiently because I don't have the time, people. I don't have the time. Uh, Comments are not turned on for any of my channels because... I do not have the inclination and wherewithal to be able to moderate and engage with comments uh, and create content. I can either engage with people or I can create. I can't do both. I don't have enough uh, life energy. So here I am. Um, Much as I would want to actually engage with you guys, I'm not doing that. Instead, I am babbling, and I really wish at this moment that I could hit pause. But you know what? That's not an option when you're live streaming on YouTube, which is very, uh, actually somewhat off-putting, to be honest. A little distressing. So I wanted to move back into podcasting, or at least I wanted to get into... um, the making and sharing more of information. I've been going through a paradigm shift for, it seems like forever, uh, and how I engage with magic, how I view the world, how um, how I do all the things has really radically changed over the last, I don't know, five to eight years in particular, and wanting to share that out, and how can I do that really efficiently, again, given that whole lack of energy and time. And who knows, maybe I will delete this down at least on the video front, because somehow it's easier to feel that people can listen to me babble forever when it's just audio, but somehow so much worse when it's video. Oh, dear gods. Yeah, this is going to be that whole, I did it, it's going to be ugly, 
we're just riding this wave uh, because this is how we get better. When I started Pennies in the Well, uh, a very long time ago now, it's been well over a decade, and I, it was funny, the name was, was not planned. Um, it was shortly uh, after my near-death experience involving the cauldron, which was only near to death in the sense that I had a moment where I, death, death and I did this kind of moment. I was um, drunk, uh, so caution sitting on one of those large exercise balls, you know, the big round exercise balls. And I was, uh, well, I fell. Long story short, I fell and I fell with like this much space between my head and the wall and even less space between my head and the cast iron cauldron that is like this big around is like the ball could sit almost inside of it. Um, and I had kind of that, if I had been like six inches further back, that would have been like the head through the wall or snap neck. And if I'd fallen onto the cauldron, that would have been very, very bad. So near death experience. And then from that cauldron came the, I I was thinking about doing the podcast thing. I do like to babble. Uh, while I'm an introvert, I enjoy the sharing of information. Go figure. So I was, uh, planning to do a podcast, what do you call it? And from the cauldron, from the ancestors, came pennies in the well. Because, 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 because of the wonderful thing she does. And that was a thing that happened. And with it, I describe it as a podcast on magic life and living, which is actually bringing us to the actual topic of this ramshackle uh, kind of long horror story of a live stream. Thank God with live streams, I think there's a less expectation because if I had actually curated this, uh, there'd be potentially an expectation that I would have scripted my video. I don't script. I make notes sometimes, but I don't script. It's um, not my strong suit. So, magic life and living, and it came to, and one of the things that I've been working towards um, through all this paradigm shift, there's been a number of things where I went, you know what, I need a different word, a different, a different name, a different uh, nomenclature to be able to better describe and communicate and engage with certain concepts and entities and to be able to communicate that effectively. And one of the things that I got really frustrated on is if if you try to describe, sorry, not describe, but define magic, uh, as um, I asked that once of Evo Domingo Jr., who is amazing. You should check out his website, uh, and he does online courses now, uh, which is the reason that I've actually encountered him, because without his online teachings, I wouldn't see him. I'm on West Coast, he's on East. I've been practicing a long time. Fabulous. Uh, mm. I could say much, but I'm not going to. Anyhow, I uh, asked him his definition of magic at one point, and uh, if I recall correctly, his answer was pretty much uh, depends on the day um, and the context in which it's asked, because because it is. It's hard to define magic, and another way that I have uh, ended up defining magic or hearing the result being defined this way is it's kind of like porn. You know it when you see it. And... You know, there's the classic Crowley definition of uh, magic is the art and science of creating change and conformity with will, which says things, um, but doesn't quite seem to capture it. And, you know, you can look at magic from 
from that changing lens, right? Like wh what feels like magic? Well, magic is things that make us, when, when something is magical, it is not typically uh, a run of the mill thing. We have, someone has changed the conditions of the test. They have changed the natural world, the physical world, the mundane world in alignment with their will and done something that would not have been able to, would not have happened like that had the natural world run its course. So that is usually how it's seen, right? I mean, we're talking movie magic in the sense of, you know, they make it the theatrical component, but it is still that, you know, magical change. It just, it's a miracle. It's something that, like I said, would not have happened on its own. So magic in that sense, but then there's also magic that there are moments in life um, that are inherently magical, for example. There it's, uh, I'm thinking in particular, just because it was one of the most magical morning I have ever encountered. It, I was uh, staying, um, it was a group event, it was hella fun, and I was sleeping in a hammock on the edge of a lake, sorry, live streaming. You also get stuck with allergy stuff. Um, so I was sleeping in a hammock right on the side of the lake. It was glorious. Um, and I was up with the dawn. And as I was sitting on this rock perched, a uh, big, big, like, like, you know, a couple people's worth of height size rock, like massive rock. And the sun was like, I was watching the entirety of the sunrise and there was a sleepy little bird that I mean, he sounded like a grumpy old man because he woke up and it was just like these, like, I can't, I can't chirp like he did, but it was this like grumpy little chirps as he like came out of whatever little bush he was at. And I was so calm and still and part of the moment that he went on my foot for a little bit uh, because I was just part of the landscape. It, it was, mm. And then other little voices started to wake up around me and the glow coming over the hill because uh, there was a, I mean, it's not really a mountain in my part of the world. It was a hill, um, but it's a big one. The light was starting to come. The sun would rise from behind it. So it was starting to show. And on the stillness of the lake, this loon swam across just, just singular, super again quiet in that beautiful morning. And at one point, he took his head and went down into the water. And because of the curvature of his head going into the water, and then the reflection in the water, it made this perfect heart shape outline uh, with his neck in the water and around. And it was, it was beautiful. And it was heart touching and magical. It was a truly magical moment. There was nothing happening in that moment that wasn't of the natural flow of things, though. So that first idea of magic was not represented in that second idea of magic. So how do you do a definition that captures both? I honestly don't know. Uh, defining magic is not the goal of this episode or this podcast or this video cast, whatever the heck is going on here. Uh, so there's that. And then we also talk a lot in 
magical spaces about working with energy energy work we've got to work on uh, our ability to work with energy and and we use energy in our spell casting and our circle casting and all of the ways in which we do magic we involve energy well is energy part of magic is that a natural like is that a requirement of it where does energy fit into it so all of these things rambling around in my head as they do. Uh, I was going to joke not a lot going on up there and so big space to run all around in, but the fact is there's so much stuff going on in my head all the time. It's uh, You don't want to live in here. Trust me, you do not want to be inside my head. And I came to a place of going, okay, what if instead of trying to define magic as encapsulating all of these things that we engage with when we're working magic, what if instead I just take a word and kind of take those things and include it, broaden it, um, make an umbrella term, as it were. And if you're going to do make an umbrella term that kind of captures energy work, what really what I was trying to find at the start of it was a different word for energy work, because energy work is not, it's not a nice phrase. It's not a magical phrase. It's not a phrase that makes you go, ooh, yeah. I mean, it's very practical. It's very descriptive in that sense, very clear. That, that it is what it is but it's not fun it's not sexy so um wanted wanted a phrase well what would work so I went with Arcanum mostly because I usually end up defaulting back to Latin sad truth but you know what I, I am a white girl of European descent so it's, it's a little too unfortunately in my nature plus you look at um Wicca, witchcraft, paganism, it is all, in a sense, of European descent. Uh, I'm not going to get into whether or not indigenous uh, practices in North America go under the pagan umbrella. As far as I'm concerned, that's not up to me to decide. Um, I do not make those judgments because <laughs> the people who should are the indigenous people who are practicing, whether they should feel that it should be uh, connected with it or not. So, parking that, not excluding, not including, going is not my decision to make. Righto. So coming from a Western magical tradition means Latin is a pretty big component of what we do. That's part of our inherent uh, ancestral nature of our pagan and magical practices. So Arcanum it was. Now with Arcanum, energy work, yes, but also magic also. So it, it became this umbrella term for me that was about energy work. It's about magic. And about um, this, this kind of almost through line in the middle, which is when we are, when, when we are living or when, when there is life, there will also be death. So sometimes I look at this as a, the umbrella term for life, death, etc. is living because if you're living includes life and death. Um, but sometimes I say it's life and life includes the living and the dying. But mostly, I mean, living includes life and death. And my favorite, one of my favorite quotes from my favorite author, Lois McMaster Bujo, B-U-J-O-L-D, is in, I think it's, uh, Barriar is the book. Um, it, great set of books, doesn't matter now. The point of it is to say this quote, she had just, uh, main character had given birth to a child. And in it, she was reflecting that with this birth, she had brought one death into the world. 
And that is how intrinsically together they are tied. When we are born, our death is brought into the world. Honestly, it is a great, not just great quote, but a great concept to take a little time with, to sit with. And I kind of tempted to go, pause me now, people. Pause me now. Go sit with that for five, ten minutes, then come back. Um, And if uh, this was in a different environment, I would actually keep the time running and let those couple minutes play out as you contemplate. But we are not in that level of relationship at this point. So I will just keep babbling, but invite you to think about that, about thinking of how with every life that is born, a death is also born, waiting, waiting to take us uh, back through the veil at the end. So there's this life-death quality inside of living, and living, and with living, there's that energy and that movement. So living is about energy. Living has, life has energy. Death has energy. They're, they are magical in their own way, and so they too fall under the Arcanum umbrella. So I had this great, like, ah, Arcanum, this is cool, this is great, wonderful, yay. And as I was contemplating this crazy solution to my, I don't have enough time, how am I going to do the things I want to do, realization that, hey, what if I just (laughs) record the podcast at the same time as I do live streaming for YouTube and then oh look they join together isn't life grand and thereby I can actually engage with the things at the same time and that led me back to the thinking about podcast uh, and the fact that the tagline that I made ever so long ago for it was a podcast on magic life and living which is arcanum the three parts that make up Arcanum, and it was just this moment of full circle. I have come back around to exactly where I started from. Um, yeah. And with that, I think I'm actually going to wrap this up. Keep this, you know, not too long <laughs> for those who are used to the podcasting, uh, the audio podcasting part of me. You know, I will normally ramble upwards of three quarters of an hour to an hour, if not longer. I have the skills, um, but I am a little rusty at it. And doing this without any chance of backing up and correcting, while a pretty standard item for me to do, still not something that. Uh, I'm ready for because I haven't been practicing. We've got to practice our things in order to get good at it. With that, hopefully you're getting a sense that somewhere underneath this insanity of rambling, there is some plans in the works. I have thoughts. I have plans. I have intentions. I also have fears and personal barriers and avoidance factors like you wouldn't believe. That we will actually talk about at another time because, well, it will make sense to talk about that on the presumption that this actually works and it goes forward and I do the things and we engage and that <sighs> we're going to do this, right? We're going to do this. So, hey, this is me jumping off of my uh, panic cliff, my desire cliff. It's like jumping off of a desire cliff straight into the desire um, past all of the fears. I don't know, that analogy totally epically failed in the end. But uh, given that I have taken my little leap of faith and just done this because sometimes no matter how ugly it is, you just got to make that first pancake. Just make the first one 
and then make the second one. And by the time you get to the 200th pancake, you actually get pretty good at it. Yeah, I made crepes today. I got pancakes on the brain and I've made a lot of crepes over the years. I've gotten quite good at it. So with this, I'm just going to wish you all, well, may the blessings of the weird and the wild be with you. Blessed be. And now just for the audio folks on Pennies in the Well, I just had that realization of, I never told what the video, uh, the YouTube video channel is. So I actually have two video channels, um, both in their complete infancy, little baby baby channels. But if you want to check out the, the starting of whatever it is that's coming next down out of my, being downloaded out of my brain into the cyber world, uh, check out uh, Witch's Perspective is one that is intended for really just my perspective as a witch on things, things in the world. And uh, the second one is an abysmal perspective. So an, an abysmal perspective. And that one essentially is, again, my perspective on things, but it's going to be on Arcanum, on magic life living, uh, really on the magic side of things. What it does is engages into ooh, sounds, sounds, uh, engages into, uh, wow, that was very distracting. My bad. And my apologies. And you think I'd edit that out? So not going to happen. This is definitely a roll it and roll and die. I don't know. I'm going with it. Um, an abysmal perspective presupposes that you have a basic understanding of magic. So I'm not looking to introduce people into mm -hmm. a magical perspective at that. I'm really just presuming you already have it. And from that place and perspective, uh, offering my viewpoint on things. So um, at some point, it's probably going to be a little testy, as it were. But there it is. Those are the the YouTube uh, thing. So if you want to see what I look like as I babble, uh, I, I really don't know that I'm a good live streamer in this sense. We're going to discover all what works. Um, but it, it's been kind of fun throwing this out there, this brief little uh, almost vignette of a podcast. I've missed you guys. It's been, it's been so long. It's just that, uh, what was I going to say? I, there was a pandemic and I could have said probably a lot of things, but as with all of you, there was shit to look after and I had to look after me, um, and my world, there was stuffs. Um, and then it's kind of, kind of now post pandemic and yeah, just a lot of things to work through and figuring out not just what I had to say, but how to say it. That's actually been, I think, one of the biggest stumbling blocks is how to externalize my experiences that have been happening internally. Um, so here we are at the end of a either a blip of insanity that's going to get tagged on to the Pennies in the Well podcast or the beginning of uh, its next cycle. Let's see what happens over the next weeks, over the next months, and uh, see if we birthed a little something as we slide into darkness, which is my preferred time for birthing things. I am not a light, bright person. I am definitely a more comfortable in the dark, with pretty lights, of course, but still more comfortable in the dark. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Once again, blessings of the weird and wild to you. Take good care. It's been too long. Blessed be.